Hey, this is Red Band, and you're listening to Death Squad. This episode of Kill Tony and all the episodes that we do here at Death Squad can be found online at DeathSquad.tv and on iTunes under Death Squad. Check out DeathSquad.tv and click on tour dates, and you'll see that we're all over the place. Me and Tony Hinchcliffe are about to start our spring uh, tour, and uh, there's a lot of cool dates coming up, including, that's right, two years in a row. We are going to be in Vancouver for 420. So go there, find out. It's me and Tony. It's during all the weed festival shit that's going on there. It's going to be great. Uh, We're playing a big place. We we are playing the Harbor Event Center in Vancouver, Canada. And again, that's 420, April 20th. Also, me and Tony are going to San Francisco May 12th at the Punchline in in San Francisco. And then May 13th, we'll be in Sacramento at the Punchline. And don't forget that every Friday, we have a show at the Ice House, a Death Squad comedy show. And then every Monday, we have a show at the Comedy Store, Kill Tony, what you're listening to right now. And that's a free show. Uh, So check it out. DeathSquad.tv, click on tour dates. Also, check out ShopSquad.tv. We have a new pre-order for a t-shirt. It's the uh, Itchy All Over, which is a remix of the old Itchy shirt, and it's printed all over the t-shirt, like back and front and everywhere. So it's like a pretty crazy shirt. So the pre-sale is available for that right now, so get on board, because it's only a very small amount being made of these. All right, guys, this is one of two more episodes. I know it's very far behind, and I want to apologize for all the videos and audios for being delayed. We are doing some reconstructing here at Death Squad, uh, and we will catch up eventually. You just have to get through this little little bullshit that we're going through right now. Um, but this, uh, this episode and another episode that has yet to be released are the two episodes that unfortunately we lost due to a problem with the sound recorder, our new sound recorder that we bought. It was corrupting files, so it looked like everything went well, but then when you tried to open it, they were uh, screwed. Uh, so we had to buy an all-new MP3 recorder, but I bought a top-of-the-line one, and that starts kicking in soon. So uh, I apologize. I took had to, again, take this episode, take the audio from uh, a camera, try to clean it up. Uh, it's not the best, um, but there's like seven other episodes that are perfect quality. So I'm sorry about it. We're trying to do this and fix this problem, and hopefully everything's good. Uh, coming soon. All right, guys. Thank you for being patient with Death Squad. We promise we are coming back blazing. So just be patient. All right, here's a new episode of Kill Tony. Hey, this is Redman coming to you live from the world famous comedy store for a brand new episode of Kill Tony Volume 2. Give it up for Tony. Hi everybody, how are you? Happy Monday. We have new speakers, everybody. Put your hands in for new speakers. Yes. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
We have brand new speakers, everybody. Uh, about a month and a half ago, we did a benefit to get new speakers in the belly room because we were running off of an AM radio before. And uh, we made a good amount of money. The Comedy Store, the best comedy club in the world, was nice enough to match the money that we made. Yes. There is an elite fucking sound system here. So uh, so amazing that it's just fucking on top of me and I'm finding it immediately annoying. Yeah, right? Yeah, it's right on top of our heads. Yeah, I can't imagine what it actually sounds like. Jake, does it sound good? Sounds great. Okay, great. Put your hands together for Jake, everybody. We have a crazy show for you tonight. Two of my favorite guests that I've ever had on the show, even though we always have fun every week here. These guys are monsters. So, oh yeah, by the way, a big thank you to the people around the world that bought tickets to that main room benefits show that didn't even come. They just bought it to donate to the speakers. Yeah. Just wanted to give you, you listeners a crazy fucking shout out because you must be maniacs if you did that. Yeah, there was 23 people that bought tickets that didn't show up just to like help support Amazing. the sound system. Amazing. And what's weird is I actually did a show in Vegas that had no like a horrible sound system. In my whole show, I had to scream my set. And it's so funny how timing is so important. That's and having a good set to have a good show. Because they, no one could hear me. It was in a huge casino. Um, so I'm like going, hey, the whole set. I was, in a, uh, I was in a uh, theater in Sweden doing yeah. two shows with Joe Rogan. And the sound was amazing. I'm sure. Uh, <laughs> I cannot relate to you whatsoever. I, uh, our gourmet chef cooked us meals tonight, everybody. Elise Lane is over there, our only sponsor of this show. Elise Lane is a gourmet chef that cooks a meal for us and the guests every single week. It's unbelievable. Tonight she made sweet and spicy chicken breasts with pineapple, bell pepper, red onions, peanuts, and basmati rice. Oh, God, it smells so good. Totally in the mood to smell a meal right now. Uh, Elise Lane is at Elise Lane on Twitter and at the girl with the pan. Russell Peters just hired her a few weeks ago to be his, his full-time executive chef. Put your hands together for Elise Lane. Brian, that we've done this. We have a head of security. Yes. Uh, I'm really, really excited to bring uh, this guy up. Um, you know, it used to be the Iron Patriot. For those of you that don't know, there was a guy in a $5,000 Iron Man, uh, but different American Iron Man suit. Uh, and he had this crazy $5,000 costume. He said, let me be part of your show. I'd love to be part of it. I said, with an outfit like that, how can I resist? So we used to let him stand right over there on the side of the show. About episode 30 or 40, he started getting, you know, really popular on Twitter and found this newfound, very, you know, very youthful yet promising growth uh, in his popularity. And he used to tell us a lot of crazy shit, like dogs licking things off of him. Yeah, and, he was uh, a racist. It was fun to have him on. Like, we would talk to him. We had a great banter with him because it's this guy in a suit so I could make fun of him as hard as I possibly could without hurting the audience's feelings. Anyway, by about episode 30 or 40, he literally said that he got too big for the show, that he's the driving force in the show, and that when it gets picked up by a major network, he'd be willing to negotiate to come back. That's true. He said that he was irreplaceable. So every single week since he left us, we've replaced him with a brand new Iron Patriot each week in a $30 Amazon Prime suit. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this Patriot, it's his second time. He's an employee here at the Comedy Store, uh, one of the promising young talents here. And this is his second time being the Patriot. Put your hands together for Jerron Horton. <laughs> Patriots here at Phil Fleming. There he is. 
is very mellow and comfortable. Uh, how you doing, Patriot? Good, how you doing? Good. Uh, you're one of the only Patriots that I think would make a great wide receiver. Am I right? <laughs> Fuck yeah, I bet you are. Uh, last time you were our Patriot, uh, we found out that you don't like Asians very much. I, like I said before, I don't think they're discriminated against enough. <laughs> you know. Yeah, e equal racism for everyone. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. I love it. Well, thanks for being with us. You excited about tonight's show? Of course, I'm excited to meet the guests. It's going to be crazy. Over 40 comedians all slammed in the very back of this diabolical room signed up for the opportunity to uh, do one minute on stage and talk to our guests. So let's bring up our guests. Tonight, two of my great pals, uh, two guys who I've worked with many times, two great friends, and two of the best comedians in the world. Put your hands together for Joe Rogan and Al Madrigal. show before? Yes, I have, Tony. It's great to have you back. Al, this is your first time. This is my first time. And are people regulars? Have you guys seen this before? No. Yeah. Yes, and those are comedians up there. Oh, those are, those are some of them. Some of them are comedians. <laughs> behind those guys. And this is the Iron Patriot. Yes. That, uh, keeps familiar. us safe. Make sure nothing ever goes crazy, even though nothing ever has. Uh, but every week, our Patriot has a question for our guest, so Patriot, go ahead. Uh, first question is for Joe. Uh, like you all know, I do park cars at the comedy store, and my question for Joe is, when are you going to let me drive the Porsche? That's not going to happen. <laughs> I don't know how good you drive. That's not a car. It's a, that's a mess, that car. Nope, though. It's not. It shouldn't be legal. You shouldn't be able to just drive one of those things. I have a critique about you as a lock guy, by the way. You're one of those guys that when you get in the car, you adjust the seat, and then you don't move it back afterwards. It is very tall. true. You do not fucking <laughs> So what, man? They just park in cars. Yeah. When I get in the car at the end of a long night, I've been already nursing the hangover so from that night. I get in my car, and I just end up flopping down like it's a bed. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, what's your question for Al? See, I haven't been to the comedy store in about three and a half years. I was commuting back and forth to New York, and when I first first pulled in the lot, you want to explain the story? Maybe I'll uh, explain it. Uh, uh, how is sound coming from your dick? Uh, yeah, man, it's just how it works. Oh, that's a that's a. Oh. Whoa! <laughs> yeah, <a> powerful dick. <laughs> It's a, it was a very humbling uh, experience coming back to the comedy store, and it's tough. I saw, who was the guy, was it Little G that came back here, that yeah. uh, was a drunk, sort of African-American comic who came back here and flipped out, because when you were here for a long period of time, 
and then a door guy doesn't recognize you, you feel like shit. You're like, no, I truck, I'm a comedian, right. and um, you made me sort of do that. And yeah, Sharon uh, uh, was working uh, a lot in the back lot, and Al was here to do a benefit in the main room, and uh, and and Al, it was Al's first time here in years, and Al went to the parking lot. And uh, he said to Jerron just casually, you know, usually young comics who end up working hard enough to even get a job here, which is so hard to do, uh, they know a lot about comedians and comedy at that point. Like, it's sort of like a, you know, a Navy SEAL of y a, being a young comic. Like, I remember before ever seeing you, Al, like, there's like, for good comics, there's like warnings. Like, hey, there's this guy coming in tonight, you know, he used to open up for Kinnison, or there's this guy from Bobby Bobby, you know, like, you hear these different and things. And I'm a notorious, like, when I was here on a regular basis, right. such a fucking asshole, too. I remember getting an intro from Eliza Schlesinger, who said, um, she goes, um, you guys, you guys see this guy on Letterman? Never been on Letterman. And uh, <laughs> you've seen him on Comedy Central. And then I shook her hand, walking up stage, and she goes, hope you've been on Comedy Central. And I went, fuck you. And I started yelling at her from stage. I go, I know what every fucking guy on that list has done. I'm not friends with every single one of them, but just out of respect, I know who everybody is and what they've fucking done. And I go, fuck you. Hope you've been on Comedy Central. Fuck. Learn your shit. It's fucking so I was, I'm a crazy person. So yeah. what's wrong with you guys then? I know. I'm like, what's wrong with me now? Uh, like, not much has changed. So well, um, when I met you, you weren't like that. You were pretty well aware. No, I I think so. Yeah, Did you get I more have... intense as like your career picked up. No, 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 no. I've always I used to you know I've had that job where I used to fire people for a living. Like I was always like um, ready to go really? any moment. Yeah, never been in a fight in my entire life. <laughs> always ready. Always ready to fucking kill someone. <laughs> <laughs> I really feel. But I was really cool, right? Yeah, I just, no, it was cool. Yeah, I didn't say anything. Like, uh, I said, uh, hey, I guess I want to be coming back because I talked to right, you. Right, he casually said to Jerron, well, he's like leaning against his car, he's looking at the comedy store and it's bumping and he just had fun in the main room, so he goes, you know what, man, I think I'm gonna, think I'm gonna start coming back here. And Jerron, not knowing who Al Madrigal was, <laughs> in a classic blunder, goes, oh, what did you, used to do comedy here or something? <laughs> <laughs> Talking about like this song. And I just said, yeah. <laughs> Al and I did the original cops, the old school cops. It only said like 120 people. Yeah, wow. it was very it was tiny. And, what um, did I see? It was, it, was so two, it was a 200 seater, but underground, like all great kind of like the Denver Comedy Works. And so um, 200 seats? 200 seats, he would just pack them all in. But that was totally illegal, right? Like, oh, there was sure. Like a yeah, yeah. Thing on the yeah, wall. yeah. It was like 98 seats or something. It's people on top of people. It was not much bigger than this room. It was really we, we, don't, we don't believe in fire hazards here at Kill Tony, as you can see, uh, by this quiet yet packed crowd. Um, but anyway, let's it, was, get... it was totally different from the, the new one. Right. Being like 450. Yeah. It was a much smaller type of place. That cop is shockingly big in San Francisco. The old one was the shit, man. It was so good. It was, I would do. It was the best room in San Francisco. Small room underground. Yeah. Always sort of works. DC improv. Guys would make works. less money to work there. It was so good. They, they would. They would forego a larger place. Wow. Yeah, it was amazing. You guys love comedy. We love talking about it with you guys. So let's do something crazy and watch comedians do time and then talk to them and each other. All right. <laughs> Sounds good. So let's get it started, guys. Over 40 comedians signed up for the chance to do a minute tonight. You guys ready to get this thing started or what? <laughs> comedians, uh, you get one coming up 
wrap up your time right then, because that's your minute, or else you're going to bring out the angry West Hollywood bear. Oh, yeah, don't, don't make that happen. So do your time and get out. Audience, you guys excited? Yeah! There we go. Your first comedian doing a minute tonight. This looks like a new name. Put your hands together for Horace Ra. This is horrible. I remember the first time going to the San Francisco Punchline. I waited in the back of the room for nine months, and then a guy said, brought three of us to the side and said, um, you guys can each do two minutes. And I grabbed the two guys, and I looked at them, and I said, no, we'll wait more. Uh, because one minute, two minutes, this is fucking horrible. Um, I'm sorry, buddy. And I'm sure they're <laughs> I'm a storyteller, and I'm sure they're great, but this is... Oh my god. Uh, I, I can't see how any of you would subject yourselves to this. Fucking <laughs> shit. Um, you're a storyteller, so you had no business fucking signing up for this thing. You well, you could practice a tag if you wanted to. I don't understand why you would do this and what the fuck you were thinking. You were fucking what made you like, sign up? Yeah. Did you sign up for the open mic downstairs? Yes, I signed up for the open mic. Downstairs. And then somebody else said, hey man, you could also put your name in a hat. It's not going to go they well. Said, Did you sign up? <laughs> it doesn't always go this bad. How long have you been uh, doing stand up comedy? A year and a half. Okay. And how old are you? 48. That's fucking rough right there. Uh, I started late. Uh, at 28, and um, that's fucking brutal. But good for you for fucking trying it. I mean, this is tough because I, I hate being negative about anybody trying to do anything. Obviously, big round of applause for this fucking guy. <laughs> 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 
I can immediately tell Ali that you haven't seen the show before. I have not uh, seen the nope. show. If you might, it's going to be hard for me to shit on any of you. Um, but if I were going to shit on somebody, uh, it would just be you for fucking even trying to. <laughs> <laughs> right, there you go. There you go. If you want me to be mean to people, you I don't, have no you problem. Don't, you don't have to be mean. No, I, I, I'll just be honest. And, and well, Horace, what do you do for work? Well, I was a firefighter. Got injured on the job.
never say it. Things are going great. And you have to mean it when you say it. It's like any other word. If it's the right word for what you mean, then it's fine. What would but be it seems like you're, you, because you're uncomfortable. That's, it's just, when you're uncomfortable, anything controversial comes out extra weird because you're worried about people judging you already. And so then you're uncomfortable, you're nervous. So you start guessing yourself, like maybe I do sound like a douchebag when I say pussy. <laughs> you say it like, I love pussy. You know, Let me ask like, you As it's coming out, you feel it, right? right? You feel, did you feel that when you're on stage? Like when it wasn't working, right? You know that feeling where you're like, ah, fuck, they don't like me, right? <laughs> I think Horace you feel is that a, at all? I think Horace is immune to that feeling. I think that's what got broken when that fucking thing hit your back. No, I could see, I could definitely, I could see you being a likable guy. I'm just saying, what, what the general note that I have for everybody in every stand-up comic is to really, really be your fucking self. I hated the comics that are up there doing fucking characters being insincere, like I can't fucking stand them. Like I just, I can't listen to anything they're talking about. I really don't. I'm seeing a new level of anger. I'm <laughs> 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 so mad today. No, I'm just, uh, I just, I really don't like, just be yourself, tell the fucking, I mean, and that's why there's holes in your fucking firefighter shit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I don't, I, I um, who's next? Where, uh, where, yeah, where, where, where do you where do you go up? I mean, you say you, have, you yeah. only do stories. So where gives you like fifteen minutes to do stories? At do you go get up anywhere? Uh, I've been at to a few places, but smaller venues. What are they? Got ten places. minutes. Parties. <laughs> I can tell a whole story. Like the Michelle Hope Walker show. How many stories do you think you could get in in ten minutes if you tried to go as fast as you can? Just out of curiosity. <laughs> My goal maybe, is for uh, him to say ten so that he realized that he could have told the story in a minute. <laughs> maybe uh, three, maybe two or three. Okay, cool. Yeah, I love it. Horace, one final question. Since under Al's advice, he doesn't want you saying pussy like like you did. What would be your backup word for pussy? What would be the second word that you think you'd go to for that? Uh, kid. Kitty, kitty, kitty. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, Horace, I'm going to send you off. It was nice meeting you. Horace Rock. Thank you for being here. This is normally the part where uh, I get my comedian's Twitter to promote them uh, to the listeners that listen to the show. Uh, but uh, Horace wrote down his Gmail account, don't so uh, <laughs> I'm going to do that. I'm, 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 not sure, I'm, not, I'm not sure Horace knows what Twitter is exactly. I use Angel Fire. It's <laughs> a tough fucking gig, man. This yeah. was right. Tough. One minute. One minute I would... You would be amazed how many people come up here and crush. It'll happen at some point. All right, so be sure. Put your hands together for Jacob Grodnick. <laughs> someone to rub up on. Not a fan of grinding. I mean, I like when grinding's happening to me, but the main reason I do not like grinding is because it is impossible to enact the grind without being creepy. It's impossible, it can't be done, right? Because, you know, you think about it, and, you know, you used to actually ask girls to dance, right? You go up to them and be like, hey, would you like to dance? Maybe they say yes, but now you kind of just time your assault, right? <laughs> the girls kind of dance in their own world, and you've got to kind of just like pinpoint around and say, okay. Okay. And don't freak out! 
you need a half chub in order to grind correctly. <laughs> I mean, you can't go in there unarmed, backing up on you, not feeling anything, thinking you're a eunuch. That's not a path to walk around. You can't go in there guns a blazing, right? You're not trying to knife the girl in front of you. You really, you need the half chub because if you think about it, it's it's the Goldilocks of the penis sizes, right? Yikes! Okie dokie. Uh, take a drive, everybody. <laughs> Jacob, so this is your first time on the show. Yeah. You gotta speak oh, into the microphone. Yeah. yeah, it's the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, first time. Uh, how long have you been doing stand-up? Uh, I haven't done stand-up in over a year. You haven't done it in a year, but how long? What Before you, then? Yeah, sure. uh, Off and on for maybe like a year in college. Off and on is something <laughs> no one should ever say. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, welcome back. Thank you. <laughs> Guessing in between by the looks of you, you were uh, With the telling these stories at a tiki bar. Yeah. <laughs> Got into the import-export business. <laughs> opening up for Jimmy Buffett, perhaps. <laughs> what do you do for work? Uh, right now I'm a bellman. A bellman? Yeah. They still Not a bellboy, a bellman. What's wow. the difference? Uh, that's a pretty big difference. Whoa. He gave the classic scared as fuck squeak before that. There's a difference. educate you about the two. What's the difference? The age? The age? Yeah. No, there's no difference. There's no difference. So that's like, so why did you say that? Uh, to be funny. Were you once a bellboy? Did you grow into no, it? No, I didn't even know. Is that the yeah. only job you've had? Uh, in, in the bell service, yes. Wow. Yeah. So this is at a hotel? This is at a hotel. Holy shit. Yeah, right? Wow. Yeah. Do we say the hotel? What hotel? Yeah, Hotel Angelino. Is that nice? No. <laughs> so a lot of people are saying no to that, right? What? So I get a lot of people carrying their own bags. Is what I'm... It's all mostly foreign people that come stay there because they see on some website that it's like nice, but it's it sucks. You, like every room faces the freeway, and like you take people to the room and they're like, "Do you have any rooms that don't face the freeway?" And they're like, yeah. "No." Of my freeways. Yeah. Wow. What's the craziest thing you've seen on the night working at the Angelina? Ah, uh, craziest thing. By the hookers? I mean, like, I've seen the movie Four, Four Rooms, which I love, with sure. Tim oh, Roth. Nice. Yeah, and it's sweet. a great oh, yeah. story about a bellboy getting yeah. his first night on the job, New York Hotel, New yeah. Year's Eve. It's fucking great. At least, actually, the last two rooms are great that are directed by Robert Rodriguez and Tarantino. The first two, you sort of have to just watch it for Tim Roth. But anyway, uh... What's the craziest yeah, yeah, what thing you've seen? Uh, I saw a dad, they pulled up in this like maroon van, and he got out and he like shoved this kid to the ground and then kind of like hit him. How old was the kid? The kid was like uh, 11. Oh, Jesus. When you say he kind of like hit him, what does yeah. that mean exactly? Uh, like he, like when he got up, he like smacked him on the head and kept shoving him. And then when you jumped in, what happened? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I kind of retreated back into the hall. I didn't yeah. ask to get there. Didn't do anything. Didn't at least try to throw a Hawaiian shirt in the middle of it. Distract him. Specifically that Hawaiian shirt that oh, yeah. you should throw anywhere but on yourself. Uh, or how long have you had that shirt for? Uh, about a week. What? Oh, <laughs> you gotta be kidding me. That was a current conscious decision. That's like a fucking tattoo decision. I'm any other comics, by the way, wearing Hawaiian shirts? Are there any other Hawaiian oh. shirt wearing comics? Out of the 40 comics, I, or is anyone else rocking a Hawaiian shirt? No. I got it. I got it. A tourist left that, and you got it from Boston. That's a good way to say it, yeah. No offense, no offense at all, but sometimes when I see other comics uh, dressed like this, I was like, 
fucking really, is this what I'm doing? Where was he? Oh, this is horrible. Uh, Where'd you get the shirt from? Yeah. I, was, I was shooting a little funny, funny videos of my friends, and this was part of the character along with the bleach hair. Mm -hmm. Oh, you did both of that for the video? Yeah. Did you see the hair? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I just said. Holy, <laughs> Holy shit. Holy that's shit. your actual hair? Yeah. Oh, you tore a fucking thing. Again, seriously, you look like it could be funny. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you should really try to yeah. stick around and come out every single night. I don't know what to... I, can I give sincere advice? Absolutely. Just, just keep going. Like, I was talking to these guys. These guys were in fucking Sweden, and they're out here tonight. Like, I, I mean, again, you know, I worked all day fucking long, and I'm here. Like, what's going to separate you from everybody else is not doing this fucking off and on. you got to be sincerely dedicated your yeah. life to this shit. And then fucking ten years later, we'll see what happens. But fucking to, to say off and on and fucking, yeah, I can't, I can't help you. No, yeah. Yeah, all right. Is there something that you did when you very first started, or when it's something you did or said that you can't believe that you did or said? Like on a, stage? Yeah. Or, you know, I mean, I, I have plenty of stuff that, you know, when you're starting and you figure out, like, I'll never fault anybody a year or two years in for any of their material because you're, you're figuring shit out. When I very first started, my first set, I think I did an impression of the entire time of a guy that I went to high school with, and it was horrible. And then I went and I wrote a joke the next time that I, I kept for a year and a half. Like, I um, I don't know, I'll never fault anybody. There's a lot of learning that goes on, and um, you know, this is all by experience. So yeah, I, I did some very questionable Do you remember shit. anything that you said specifically that you can't believe that came out of your mouth in the very beginning? Oh, joke-wise? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the, I used this to, stuff that you're saying that you won't fault anybody for saying, like what? Would I did somebody... an I did. I did an homage. A lot of people. I can remember the bit off the top of my head. A lot. A lot of people ask me who my favorite comedian is, who I look up to, and on the answer to that question, ladies and gentlemen, is Jerry Jewell. If you don't know who Jerry Jewell is, she's a female comedian with cerebral palsy. She was on the show Facts of Life. She played Blair's cousin Jerry. Uh, nobody? Anybody remember? <laughs> so I would do a fucking huge long. We were just talking about this yes. downstairs. I would do this big homage to Jerry Jewell. Now, in case you don't remember, um, let me do one of her lines from the show. This is actually <laughs> one of Blair's lines. I mean, Blair's cousin Jerry's line from the show, Facts Life. Here you go. But Blair, I like boys too. And I do, and one of her lines from the show. And a lot of people don't remember her as a stand-up comic, but she was a great comic. And uh, then I started doing her material. And after she would do bits, I would just scream off to the right-hand side. So, what's the difference between elephant and a rhino? Hey, if I know. I would just do that all the time. That's amazing. So, uh, and then I would say, uh, she gets super dirty and weird. And uh, a lot of people don't know this, but she was really... A blue kind of like when I would see, I'd work with David Cross, and all these people would, and the wait staff just fucking loved it. So the bar, like the bartenders at the San Francisco Punchline, were like, "Dude, please do fucking Jerry Jewel," and I would do. I did it for like two and a half years. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> this is hilarious. And a woman choked me at Little Cobbs uh, when I got off stage, and I was like, I, it went incredibly well. 
And then this woman comes up to me, I'm like, in front of my good friend, and they're standing in the back, and I was like, oh, this lady's gonna give, you know, props for a good set. Started choking the shit out of me. I got four comics, had to pull her off. Uh, but yeah, I did that. Like, I, there's a lot of stuff. Like, um, and, 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 you know, just, I don't fault anybody for choices, but to not, like, the thing is, is I really wanted to get better. And I worked with a lot of people that... I went to the Cobbs and the San Francisco Punchline every single night for... I, I walked to each club. I lived in between, and I walked there every single night. And I sat, and I saw every fucking headliner that walked in that place. And I looked and see it, saw exactly what they did well, and then I knew to really try, and I really wanted it. So I was just like... Um, I don't know. I just Effort-wise... Well, some people just have difficulty committing to anything in life. They just yeah. have difficulty following through. And I think stand-up is one of those things you, you kind of have to be obsessed with it. And yeah. if you're not obsessed with it, you're just not going to put the proper amount of time. And I've had times in my life when I wasn't obsessed with it, and I fucked off, and I, it didn't go well. Yeah. You know, it's one of those things where you, you have to be on it now. Uh, it's just too complex and weird. Do you remember me asking you at the Ice House the other episode that you did if there was something that you can't believe you said or did in the very beginning? I don't know. What did I say? I don't remember. Um, <laughs> do you, weed. Do you remember anything? Doesn't do you, help. Is there something that uh, you can't believe you said or did in the very beginning that I stands some, out? I had some awful shit about Corky from Life Goes On. Wow! Look at you guys both going to your sitcoms in the beginning. Terrible, <laughs> evil bit. It's such an evil bit because Corky from Life Goes On was a guy who had Down syndrome, yeah. and he was he was on a television show. And I the the idea was like I go it's it's a kind of a fucked up dirty trick. Because they're making you watch this show because you feel bad about the kid. Like, you know, I did a thing about my, this, which actually kind of happened. And my girlfriend was like, let's just watch the end of the show. He's got Down syndrome. Like, she wanted to watch. She goes, I think it's so sweet that they gave him a show. And I sit there and watch the show. I go, but he doesn't know that. He goes, he thinks he's a fucking star. <laughs> That's part of having Down syndrome. You don't know what the fuck is going on. And he's in a limo with his posse, all the retarded kids, they all got bibs on, they're drinking champagne, getting blowjobs, fucked up. They're like, life's all downfield from here, right, Corky? Smooth sailing, boys. I'm a triple threat, right, direct, produce, stop it! And it was, it was this horrible, horrible bit about how they fired him from the show, the show got canceled, but... His agent says, but listen, Corky, I got this new gig for you. It's an independent film. It's a hidden camera movie about a guy who works in McDonald's. There's no script. I just want you to be real. You know me, it's never about the money, Bob. This is like my best bit when I was an open micer. <laughs> I was an open mic, and they're fucking every buddy I worked with, every single host, it was because they were professional hosts. They go, drop that bit. So I would kill. It was so I love that I would do that. Even, even the bits that you guys are embarrassed that you did in the beginning of your careers are hilarious. So, yeah. Thanks for those stories. Both of you. This is a, actually a really funny. Uh, <laughs> funny rising guy. I've seen this guy before. It's the first time somebody's been pulled who I've seen before. Funny guy. Put your hands together for Brett Banta. Yeah. Yeah. Hi, my name is Brett Banta with a one T. 
I, uh, I just went back to Austin uh, to visit my family for the holidays. We had a, a big dinner and uh, I, uh, Christmas dinner. I always like uh, sitting at the smaller table uh, with the convicts and the kids and uh, my Aunt Joanna because she has Alzheimer's. She sits there, they put her there. But, uh, she's always saying interesting stuff to me like, Brett, what grade are you in now? Like, I'd be in the 32nd grade now. Anyway, she, uh, she, uh, she's always, uh, it's always, she always, you have to be on your, on the, on, on the ball, really, uh, to, uh, talk with her, and, uh, she will, uh, when I, whenever I talk to her, she'll just, um, I can't really remember most of the story, but, uh, <laughs> See what you did there. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you committed to the Alzheimer's thing. That's her thing. You went for it. Interesting. Uh, Brett, how's it going? How's it good? It's got one of the best natural deliveries I've ever done. I messed up the joke. I panicked a little bit on one tag. Well, the good thing about messing up on a joke where you're doing an impression of an Alzheimer's patient is that no one can really tell exactly when you messed up, so it's pretty perfect. I want to do it, I remember the Alamo thing. Well, like her, I want to say her Alzheimer's is really progressing. She's the only person in Texas that can't remember the Alamo, but I fucked oh, up. That's topical. Uh, <laughs> right, how long have you been doing stand-up? Um, two years, like yeah. two years. Very, so. very cool. You go up a lot, right? Uh, I have, but I, the past couple of months I went back to Texas, and uh, I went up to some mics, but I need to get back to more of them, so I'm trying to go up, and I've been shooting shorts uh, with my friend, so just trying to write and do stuff like that. And How old of a guy are you? Uh, 42, so I started really late. Yeah. So When I heard you earlier, I was like, oh. Robert Schimmel didn't start until he was either 34 or 36. Who? Robert Schimmel. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah, Al, yeah, st Al started at 38. 28. 28? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh, no, no. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, Al, the number one ranked uh, comedian that's been doing it yeah. for three years. Just <laughs> 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 no, you know have to be a certain age. It's, no, it's no, 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 it just, it just gets a little tougher time. on you, like, you know, I, I think responsibility-wise. It, it, yeah. Um, yeah. 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 You guys spoke about that on a podcast that I listened to, and uh, I was kind of depressed, but then I just try and divide my time as quickly as I can, you know. Um, so. It never ends, by the way. You know, I yeah. started at 22, and when I, when I found out that Chappelle and Eddie Murphy had started at 14 or 15, I'm like, uh, it, that's it. I mean, how can you, you know? There's, also, there's definitely something. Those guys have a thing where, and a lot, there's a lot of guys like that. When they started before college, like that pre 15 14, 15, 16, there's sort of a major difference in their gleam, you know? Like, there's something to Chappelle where you could sort of tell that... I think he would have been fine if he started when he was 30. It's sure, just his yeah. mind. There's yeah. people that started 14 that still suck. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, I don't think it's related at all. Yeah. But I, I don't think anybody should disappoint you or, 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 yeah. or discourage you, rather. It, it doesn't matter. You're alive. Yeah. If you're alive, what do you want to do? Do you want to work at this job and that job? Or do you want to be a comic? Well, you can do it. It's totally possible. There's no, like, glass ceiling. In yeah. fact, it's one of the few jobs that doesn't have a fucking boss. Yeah. Like, there's no one that's going to hire you or fire you based on whether or not you're old. Yeah, I just, All you have to do is just be funny. 
Okay, I just left a job interview early today to make it here just to get, I mean, I, I enjoy writing and I write every day. I'm like OCD on always writing jokes or trying to come up with stuff, but I just need to get up more. That went great to you and joke. That made me laugh. That was really funny. Yeah, you know, okay, it's, thank you. it's good stuff, man. Yeah, you, you, do it. you don't let anybody discourage you just because oh, okay. you're 42. No, no, I try and, yeah, I know. I mean, it's, it's all bullshit. You're alive. You live, you die. It's not like they're hiring 20-year-old chicks in bikinis. You know, what I mean? <laughs> you know, like you have a shelf life. You can only be a 20-year-old chick in bikini. You can only lie about that for so long. Okay. Right? Yeah. Just a related note, though. I am hiring 20-year-old And you can tell also what I love is uh, you are uh, sincerely, like, this is, this is you. That's another thing, like... Um, still nervous, yeah. Yeah. No, you're Part of being sober is just... Like, I get my order right at Subway now that I've been sober, but I can talk to people, but I still get nervous every time. Well, we didn't know you were sober until you just brought that up. <laughs> we didn't even know that you had a problem. Oh, okay. Normally, it's when people are... Isn't it funny that you just say, I'm so now that I'm sober, and everybody goes, oh... <laughs> <laughs> uh, I went mean, in the door. Yeah. What else you got in there? I see cobwebs, some fucking bats flying out. The image in your head goes from him in a business suit to him sucking dick behind a dumpster. <laughs> <laughs> I never saw the business suit. What's the craziest thing that you did when you weren't sober? Um, I mean, when I was in Austin, I would throw rocks at cars and be in camouflage. And, and, uh, <laughs> 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 what, what kind of drugs to make you throw rocks at cars? I never did any drugs. I, I just, uh, I, would, I, was, I would drink beer. Whoa. Um, when I had surgery on my leg, I... I started drinking? Yeah, I started smoking pot. A surgeon was like, off the record, Mr. Banna. Um, marijuana can help you uh, with nerve damage, and so I guess I'm not. I guess I'm sober light. I'm kind of Nickelodeon sober. I'm not. I've smoked pot to kind of help with the injury I had, which really did help me sleep. But I guess it's the alcohol. Sorry, I'm boring you guys. Aren't so when you drink alcohol, <laughs> did you get violent? You know, those guys. I was really big, and he would kind of keep me in check. Um, he got all the good genes, but I, I just yeah, I don't I don't communicate well, and I I just. Uh, I would never be funny, and it's... Do you remember throwing those rocks, or did people have to tell you about it yes, the next no, day? No, I would remember uh, doing that, and I threw up on my mom's bed when I was 17 years old, and I remember that, and that was a turning When point. did you quit drinking? I, I 21? <laughs> 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 like, what? No, I mean, now, with having daughters also, like, kind of have to be a good dad, so that's a big thing, and uh, so, yeah, I think... Not getting sober helped me do. I've always wanted to do stand-up. I've never, I've been very insecure uh, to get up in front of people and to. I love writing, and I just trying to. The more you do it, the easier it gets. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You got to keep your. And uh, wife is super supportive of all this. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's another huge issue. Is right now is you know at my age, trying to figure out how to balance time. But I read to my kids, and then I go and go to the late night mics or wherever I can. And um, is your beautiful Asian wife drink? She does not. She can't. She has a. Uh, uh, she gets like a red and. Yeah, they all do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't stop my wife. She's fucking really going for it. Uh, Brett, what was the job interview for? Uh, I went to NBC to do uh, some design stuff. Um, so it's really just freelance. I'm just trying. I'm kind of scraping by doing freelance. And um, yeah, I've just been doing that and trying to get just to get enough 
Fuck yeah, Brett. You have the personality of a fucking stool, but I want to Yeah, but I just, I just did two shorts uh, with my friend Jeff Rowan. Oh, Jesus. I, and, and Unless those shorts something. are four seconds, I don't think anybody's going to give a shit. Uh, no, I'm this kidding. This is a green show. I host it, Joe. I, I'm, sort of a, I'm sort of a bad guy. Brett, uh, um, where can they find that? The actual this part without all the promo ahead of it? Now, this would be the most important time to talk in the mic. Sorry. <laughs> terrible advertising, right? Oh, they can find it at uh, Funny or Die, funny or die. On, the on the homepage. And what do they search on Funny or Die? Banta Shorts, Foxhole. Banta Shorts. Yeah. Foxhole. It's a Vietnam with a lot of Asian women in it. So they better be funny or the death squatters are going to leave terrible comments. <laughs> one of the shorts was absolutely terrible, but one they put on the homepage, so I'm excited. So thank you guys very much for Thank time. you. Brett Banta. Yeah. 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 Welcome back to the way. Just a lap bath to the lady. But I didn't see how a group of tiny musicians would be of any help. <laughs> I was uh, waiting downstairs to come up and I got a text from my wife. It said, I'm leaving you. <laughs> then I got another one right after that that said, Sorry, that wasn't meant for you. <laughs>
You kill on I'm still things? there. Yeah, I do, actually. Uh, I have to keep it mellow. Uh, yeah, I do. Yeah, it's uh, kind of like you know how Brody Stevens does warm up for yeah. shows. Yeah. So if you get used to doing a lot of performance. Oh, for sure. You get, you get a different audience every eight minutes, you know, so it's, uh, you know, sometimes it gets a little weird. Do you ever get heckled on those things? Uh, yeah, I used to. When I first started, you know, it's scripted, so a lot of the guests knew the punchlines. So they would, they would start stealing the punchlines and say, a little frustrated. That's when I started writing my own stuff. Wow. <laughs> That's hilarious. It was great because, you know, I kind of throw them off because then they, they weren't expecting it. And then I've submitted a lot of that material and they've accepted it into the official script. Awesome. I have wow. an attachment to Is it. there a supervisor for that? That's like, you know, I like, I like the new stuff. Uh, uh, no. That's uh, that's one of the one of the monarch one of the things we have is what's what happens, happens in the jungle the yeah, yeah. stays in the jungle. So wow. you know, when you get dock, it's pretty mellow. <laughs> really great writing over there in the jungle, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Stole that from Vegas straight up. Yeah, it used to be pretty rogue. It's not quite as rogue as it is. Has to be rogue as fuck. Can you hold the microphone by the top, by the by the actual microphone? Rogue, the wire. Perfect. Yeah. How's that? Um, yeah. Have you had anyone? You know, people are review crazy. Have you had anyone uh, complain or like, never? Never. Never gets complained. When they when they when you wrote the new stuff into the script, did they give you credit for that? Did they pay no, you for that? No, no, no. You sign off on a big long legal paper that so other people can know. use your shit well, they can't but they don't because How it's dare they? it's because it's my stuff and they don't know how to can you can you give us it. just one example of one of the things that you put in the book sure how about uh what's happening right, right now? over here well, so we're, we're cruising along <laughs> <laughs> that's the most important part right there yeah, it's a jungle cruise so it's in the name right uh right over here on the right that is the temple of the forbidden eye the reason they call it the Temple of the Forbidden Eye is because Temple of the Forbidden Me is terrible grammar. <laughs> I want to take your cruise, man. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, I'm going to go, I think it's my daughter's birthday, and we're going to be there on like February 14th. I'm coming. Right. I'm, like, I'm, I'm there in the next couple come to the weeks, exit, ask for Kip. I'm there most of the time. Kip. Oh, Kip. Yeah. Kip. Are you the only are you the only on the table here? Yeah. 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 Oh, insider. You got all any, of us in the jungle cruise. You got any Disney secrets to give us that we might not know or absolutely not. <laughs> I'm still there, so I can keep the job. No, I mean like, you know, like if you I heard that, that like, you know the people cleaning like they were walking around with the, the brooms and stuff. I heard like, if you ask them for a button, they carry buttons in their pockets. Oh, that's right. yeah, that's true. They do have some uh, swag, I guess. Yeah. yeah, and those buttons are collectible and they're free. So if you go to Disney, find a trash person and follow them around. Like free. <laughs> wow, there you go. Well, I'll tell you this: at the Jungle Cruise, we have maps that we give away. So if you come to the exit, hey, you got any those free maps? You know, it's like a Secret society. That's so that's one. It, that's yeah. The that last is. time I was there, I got to go to Club Thirty Three. Have you ever done that? Yeah. <laughs> Heard of it? Never, never done. It. And Did so, you use this one of these uh, yeah. So in the Louisiana Bayou, Cajun uh, yeah. country, yeah. there's a door with Thirty Three on it. So you can knock on that door, you get let in, and then you go upstairs. And at eleven thirty, me and my wife had three Bloody Marys each, and that's the only place you can drink. And had one of the best times 
in Disneyland, you can match. Like, so there's a the balcony. We'll tell them the whole thing. It's a oh, subscription. So you have to pay. You have to like pay an so exorbitant amount of money. It's like twenty-five thousand dollars a year. Or something. And it, it, to yeah. be selected to be in that club is a very big thing because a lot of people apply. They barely take anybody on. It's where Walt Disney used to go watch over the park. And so they actually have a buffet up there. They have uh, a full bar. We had uh, Le Mignon, you know, for lunch. It was crazy. And then got to stand and watch. People don't even know you're up there. Also, you can look up and sort of see this balcony um, as you're going through. It's right where Pirates of the Caribbean is. And so um, you pay, pay attention to it. But it's impossible to get into. And we were lucky enough to uh, be a guest to somebody. And um, I know that exists. But people get all kinds. People got busted recently for having disabled people take them on tours. That was a yeah, that was a big deal for a while. They've kind of fixed that. Okay, because you could rent a uh, handicapped person. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It was, uh, people that have disabilities, they had a pass. And prior to I don't know a year ago, you could it was kind of like a front of the line thing where you could like shortcut the lines and you could hire these people that have the pass. I smell a bit. Right, Aiden? Yeah, let's end it with that, you're a crush. Bear with me! <laughs> yeah, see, you can't do that. See, what, a year and a half? You just in. did. I know. But... Kip, are you married? Oh, yeah. yeah. Said, how long have you been married for? 31 years. You have kids? I do have three kids. Oh, shit. Yeah. What made you want to get in the stand up? Uh, well, I've been married for 31 years. <laughs> wow. Uh, you know, it's funny. I got started. Uh, a friend of mine that used to work at the Jungle Cruise was doing comedy, and he quit. And uh, he thought it'd be fun to have skippers, Jungle Cruise skippers, do comedy because he got kind of a leg up, you know, kind of a head start on it. So he put together a show called Skipper Stand Up, and he asked me to do it. And I said, I've never even thought about doing comedy before, and other than you just jungle is kind of a, you know, a job, and it was fun, but. So I wrote eight minutes, and it was pretty successful, and I kind of got the bug, and then, so I did the skipper shows for, you know, it was only one or two, three shows a year, and every time I did a little more new material, and it worked every time, so I got kind of kind of hooked on it, and then I, I stepped out, and I went to uh, Dave McNary's, uh, Is this a story of an end at all? Or no. you just, <laughs> I mean, that's how people start. Yeah, yeah you that's how we do at the Jungle Cruise. We just go and tell you, all right, get out. I love your uh, style, Kip. Yeah. You, you should have left on the claps, dude. Yeah. You're fucking killing. Yeah, get hard, everybody. Very good. Kip underscore hard on Twitter, and Brett Banta is Brett J. Banta on Twitter. So, there you go. Those guys. Patriot, how you doing over there? Good, man. Just a little sore. What are you sore from? This, this suit. Oh. It's like really tight. It's like squeezing me on both sides. Stop getting boners. Crazy enough that I checked in with you because I just pulled an Asian out of the bucket. This guy's been on a few times and he's great. Put your hands together. Yes. How'd you know that? Really? Wow. Put your hands together for Fang Chow. How are you guys doing tonight? Are we good? I woke up this morning looking like this, and I speak broken English. So get ready. A patriot don't like Asian, sure, of course. 
right in your face. <laughs> I hope you pick Pam Pam too. <laughs> but nevertheless, I still love fried chicken. <laughs> when I was growing up, my mom was Chinese. She still is Chinese. She sat me down, she said, dude, you have to be good at math, otherwise you're not Chinese anymore. And I thought about it. What is that going to do to me in the future? I can't just go up to a chick and say, hey, I'm really good at math. You want to go out with me? Think about it. I know all the answers. <laughs> Thanks, Al. Just checking out the stereotypes for that many. I thought you were going somewhere with that chicken uh, thing. You weren't, huh? Well, well, I am kind of racist. But I just... <laughs> since since said that, this I, I don't is fine. Like... This is a safe haven for conversations like this. So you're a little bit racist against blacks, and Jerron has admitted earlier that he's racist against Asians. It's um. So what do you guys, what, what do you guys have to say to each other? Did your mic stop working or something? I was born check, with uh, karate chop skills, so watch out, black dude. <laughs> Sing the karaoke. <laughs> uh, next time you eat the general Tao chicken, better watch out. Oh, I, I can tell you guys just Whoa. ran out of stuff, so... Uh, <laughs> there you go. Perfect. Thank you. Bang, how long have you been doing now, uh, two years. You gotta take your drink off the new subwoofer. Oh, it's already sorry. Oh, it's two, sealed. Two years. Two years. And some of that was in China? Uh, no. No, I started in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Wow. About, uh, uh a year. And I decided to move out here because, um, this is the league, right? So, here I am. This is the league? Is that what they say in Milwaukee about LA? <laughs> Maybe. What did you do before stand-up? Oh, I was, uh, I, I've been uh, translating between Chinese and English. Mm -hmm. and Whoa. Like, <laughs> what a fucking mess. <laughs> you're that At least it's not Spanish. <laughs> Whoa, you're racist against them too, huh? I just want to offend everybody, okay guys? Wow. Uh, what's your least favorite race? I mean, since we're talking about it, let's go for it all the way. The Jews? Where are we going with this thing? How creepy can you make it? Uh, I really don't. I, now, 2015, I hate the Malaysians. <laughs> Somebody watch the news over there? Because they lost two fucking planes last year. They were like, oh, whatever. But I think for Malaysians, if you don't know, I think for Malaysia, they should build more public bathrooms before they fly a fucking plane. <laughs> Just me. Ah, fuck yeah. Uh, save that one for next week. Jerron, uh, how do you feel about this? Uh, I think he should be banned from the show just by all the that's just not even a joke. You, just really, you really just sincerely do not care for this man. Like, I mean, uh, bit? Or? Yeah, man, this is just true. This is true beef right here. <laughs> <laughs> it's our, uh, true beef is actually Fang's cousin. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Fang, we're, we're going to move on. We're going to move on. We're going to get another guy up here. Okay. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you. Have a good night, guys.
this way like I, I came out looking like this like I had the fashion sense of a school shooter that's what I'm trying to okay fuck yeah how's it going Kyle good how are you you were definitely a weird looking dude you were right I couldn't really see the whole time when you were talking about this is what you look like but now that I see, I can tell why that's all that you talk about. Yeah. Has anybody ever told you that you look like a young version of the dad from Teen Wolf? Yeah. <laughs> he just died, didn't he? I don't know. Yeah. But, you know, on an episode this depressing, I wouldn't be surprised right. that uh, he did die. Um, Kyle, what's your story, man? What do you uh, do with a face like that? Comedy. Yeah. How long have you been doing it? Uh, three and a half years. Where at? Uh, Bay Area, just moved down. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah. Congratulations. That's where else, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, San Francisco? Yeah, San Francisco. Oh, and how long were you up there? For uh, three and a half years. I just moved here like a week ago. Okay. Yeah. Cool. <coughs> punchline, were you up there? Uh, I wasn't a regular, but I, I did do the punchline in college a few times. Mostly like 
like rooster teeth feathers and pleasant and uh, but Tommy much Jason. easier also i mean and, and do you, so what prompted you to move down there because i feel like you know that's another thing la is a typical place to start where i met you know and you, you have all these we're talking about the league but um to continue the baseball analogy and i think you were talking about like you have you know, New York and L.A., and it, but to start in Austin or San Francisco and Boston and, and uh, to sort of, you know, get more time and, and stand out and then come down here. Because it's much more difficult, as you can see, to, to start in Los Angeles. Yeah. So what was the question? Why Why did you leave? Uh, because I, I was happy, I was until tonight happy with where I was at to develop. Uh, no, to, to don't, don't get mad. You can't be judged. I, I said that. Dude, right I thought you had one of the best stage presences ever. I loved your tempo. I liked how like you were really, you didn't seem nervous at all and I really wanted to hear more of you. So I thought you did great on it. Thank you very much. I was trying to make it. When you're not talking about what you look like, what do you talk about? Uh, not drinking and... You're a sober one too, huh? Yeah. What, yeah. what happened? I, uh, I, I drank one time after high school and my, got, and my like, ears got really hot and I just decided it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was it. And then, and then like, you and <laughs> the two guys that have said they're sober, I'm like, geez, what went wrong? They're like, oh, I didn't feel so good one night. Uh, <laughs> I had to go, you know. I'm pretty sure that's a joke. Right. No, um, but that, it's... It's in my act, but it yeah. uh, it is a hundred percent true. I drank the one time and I didn't. I drank a shitload and I didn't feel drunk at all and it kind of scared me. Like I felt like I could have driven or something. You know what I mean? And that kind of like how much did you drink? Are we talking like two Coors Lights? What what's going on here? No, like like uh, my friend did it to me. He was trying to get me fucked up and he passed out and I didn't feel there. It was uh, you know what a Faderade is? Like half vodka, half Gatorade. Those bottles. Yeah. yeah. Two of those and uh, three Coronas and a shot of gin. Okay. And I didn't feel different. I'm Irish, Russian, and German, like the three yeah. drinkings that German. So this is like preventive measures. You're like, I, I might so, become yeah. a fucking mess or something. It's all like I can't control my ice cream intake. You know what I mean? Like, it's, I, think, I think the alcohol how old is 26. And how old were you when you stopped drinking? I only drank one time when I was uh, 18. What the fuck? You should try it. Yeah, just try it. Just You've been sober since you were 18? Yeah, yeah. You went. You have never had a legal drink. You only drank that one time? Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. It was with my black friend. Oh, wow. Jerron, I didn't know you hung out with uh, Ty. <laughs> Can't believe you passed out first that night. <laughs> yeah, things, uh, things are good then, right? Yeah, they're great. I'm yeah. loving it. It's, it's awesome down here. How long have you lived here? Oh, about a week, week and a half. Wow, awesome. Yeah. Well, welcome, welcome. Yeah, welcome. Thank you very much. What part of LA are you living in? Koreatown. Oh, great. Sweet, perfect. Yeah. It's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All you can eat. Drink choices just right out of the gate. Guessing you're on the same bus as Fang Chow on the way to California. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. California was. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what do you do for work? I uh, I was just a comic in San Francisco. I did a lot of corporate stuff, and I helped run a comedy club, and we made a little bit of money from that. And then now I'm just burning through money here until I can. I saved up enough for like six months to just go uh, every day and try and see what happens. Perfect. Try Cami. I don't know what that means. <laughs> oh, can't. Oh, yeah. the porn stuff. Yeah. 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 Uh, Kyle. Yes. What else? What scares you? 
Right. Yeah. Being yeah. yourself is very important. That's yeah, exactly what I get through a lot, point. You know, just um, and then you can fuck around and experiment with other shit uh, after that. But you might want to start with um, me. Just you. Yeah. Because you you can tell you're funny. You know what I mean? And, and you got the inkling to do this, which again you don't want to take away from anybody. Go for it. Fucking everybody. You know, I said the people off and on. Like really get out there and do it as much as you possibly can. But um, start maybe consider starting to be yourself, and then that'll really help you out. Yeah. yeah. Can I ask a question? Uh huh. Can I sure. Ask a question? sure. That's my toughest thing is I never know how to open. Yeah, it's one of the tougher parts of yeah. it. Okay. Opening and closing. <laughs> so the toughest part's always open. Yeah, getting getting people to like you in the first few seconds is really hard. Have yeah. you done well on stage before? Have you had like really good sets? I have good sets, not at mics, but like. How did, well, how did that experience rank? Like what you just did, like all time. When I when that happens. No, like right now, what you just did. Like, is that like one of your worst sets ever? Is like pretty good. Not the worst. It's not good. So it's like. That was bad. You're not happy with it, but it's not the worst one. Like you guys were saying earlier, it's all a learning experience. Right. That wasn't what I wanted, but I'm okay with it. Well, it right. seems like you're you're very overwhelmed. Like you, you seem like like you're having. Oh a no! Hard time I just, just uh, calm. I right? have a hard time being calm all, all the, the time. time. Like yeah. I have anxiety. Like it's not even funny. <laughs> Neither was the 60 seconds that you talked earlier. So. But it sounds like it, it could be funnier since you can actually talk about that and relate to it, but that's that, stuff that's that happening in your real life. The laugh that you got just really exactly. being Well, you got that laugh because of exactly what he was saying. You became yourself. Right. So, like, the pressure was off to do material, and now you could be why probably a lot of people told you you should do stand up in the first place. You can be funny because you can be yourself. Like, your whole demeanor has changed now. If you watch this tape and watch how you were when you first got on stage and right now, now you're relaxed and you're, you're smiling. It's an earnest smile. You don't feel any pressure. When you're first up there, there's this tension that everybody else feels. And that's like one of the hardest things to get over is people are there. They fucking feed off of what you put out. And if you put out this crazy nervous energy, they're like, fuck. Like, even if they're pulling for you, like, keep it together. Fuck. <laughs> you know, it's like you feel with that person. That's why it's, when it works, it works so well. Because if you're laughing and you're having fun, everybody else has fun as well. And the more connected you are to what you're saying, the more you're going to project that. So, like, right now, you're totally connected to, like, what, like when you were talking about being nervous and that stuff. Like, you, you got to laugh. It's because you were totally connected to what you were talking about. And that's... A huge part of that. Yeah, movie. so you proved right here that you can do it. Yeah. Like just in that one brief moment. So you have like an ember. Now you have to throw some shit on it, you have to stack logs, <laughs> and you make a fucking fire. And with the opening That's, part. If you don't have that ember, you can never be a comic, ever. And with that opening part that you said is so hard to open with, you're just telling them the truth about how anxious of a person you are, and that could easily be an opener and something that people can relate to and connect with. At yeah, you can talk about how freaked out you are to do stand up. Right. Alice Borsi, and that was it. Every week since this show started, we have two female comedians who have done a new minute every single week on this show. This is the part of this part of that show. Oh, great. Awesome. Going up first tonight, doing a brand new minute once again. Uh, she was with us and she dropped out of the University of Florida a year and a half ago. Put your hands together for Kim Congdon, everybody. <laughs> Uh, I had um, 
first time experience. The other day I want to talk about uh, something new I did. I had phone sex the other day. Thank you. Yeah, it was really exciting. Um, it was good. Hurt a little. I think next time I might take the cover off. I'm going to keep doing it, for sure. Um, I just don't know how many times I can ask my roommate to call my phone because I left it on vibrating. <laughs> you know what they say? An apple a day makes you a fucking weirdo for having sex with your phone all the time. <laughs> I know. It's not really funny, especially because I don't have a phone anymore because it's back home in a bowl of rice. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, 53 seconds. This one's about having sex with your phone. I tried really hard this week to do that thing where you said to make it one joke and talk about the same thing. Yeah, and, then, and look how it works out. You know, it gets the more you talk about it. Like if that was longer than a minute, I mean, it's that's a very specific story that you're talking about there. But you know, it started gaining more momentum as it went on for sure. Right. So if you stay in that realm, I'm sure there's more funny stuff that found more before or after, and that stuff moves around. Uh, Kim Pong, the guy. She does yeah. a new minute every single wow, week that's great. on a live podcast. How crazy is that? <laughs> so did you really try that? <laughs> I mean, like, I've had, like, regular phone sex. I've never stuck my phone in my vagina. <laughs> you had regular phone sex? Oh, yeah, I guess people do that. For sure. Have you done the Skype or the FaceTime sex yet? Yeah, for sure. Really? You don't think he screen captured that? Um, he did. <laughs> wow. Holy shit. Uh, I'm guessing, uh, all right, fuck it. Kim, uh, what's something crazy that happened this week? Anything in real life that's been going on? Um, I had a couple friends come down from Texas. Uh, I don't really want to talk about what happened on Friday. I mean, we just, we went out and, like, we partied a lot. More partying than I'm used to. Uh, this know? sounds like some kind of Pulp Fiction overdose story. <laughs> Yeah, it was just, it was a lot of fun. <laughs> wow. All right. Now, why, why Kim? What? Why did she get to do this? How did you decide that you were going to It just so happened. She's hot. She, yeah, she was here, and uh, no, she was here, and she was around when we figured that part of everything out, that, you know, it'd be worth investing into someone to, so the listeners can watch them grow. And uh, over a year and a half, people have watched her go from, you know, somebody who was brand spanking new her first time on stage to, you know, she's been doing cool things recently, like opening up for Sebastian. And it's really motivating like you to write as well. Oh, like, yeah, I write so much now. Great. Every week. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. At least a minute. No, you're lucky. You're yeah. Good. Have a little flyer lit under your house. Oh, too. yeah, it's made a difference in my stand-up for sure. I, would, cool. I don't think I'd be half as good as I am now without all the writing. I love it. Do you have any questions for our guests or anything? Um... Uh, yeah, you know. If you don't, it's okay. No, <laughs> Do you guys ever need anybody to open for you? Uh, <laughs> I see what you do. Very good. good. The ladies love that. Look at all the girls in the crowd. Like, you get it, girl. You get it. I love it. I watched all their hands go together, including our own Elise Lane over there. It's super that's ballsy. True. I mean, I said it last time I was on your show, but you guys are super ballsy, both of you. That's a lot. That's hard to do. A minute every week is. That was funny. Funny stuff. Thank you. Yeah, you did it again. It all goes to the big package. Kimberly Congdon, everybody. Thank you. Thank you.
big Russian, big Russian accent that I had to remember this. When me and Tripoli, when I first got to LA, I, I met Sam Tripoli just immediately. And um, we became instant buddies. And then somebody asked us that owned a comedy theater to teach a comedy class. So we're like, we did it one time. We went in there and fucking, there's these students, and there was this one Russian guy who was really funny. But then everyone got mad at the comedy class because we told them they had to be in like a seven to 15 year plan. And uh, like, this is not something you can just fucking dip your toe in. Like, we were just being, you know, trying to be honest. And then the other thing that we did was recommend uh, two books that I'll, I will recommend if these haven't been mentioned before. Uh, the War of Art by Stephen Pressfield, and then Comic Insights by Franklin Ajay. Uh, that he taught at UCLA are great books if you are starting. Uh, so I will recommend. Indeed, and on top two. of that, I'll also recommend uh, On Writing from Stephen King. Ever see? It? You ever read that? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, talk, yeah. 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 Mostly, if, I mean, even though he's sort of just talking about writing uh, novels, even though he's not too specific about it, but just about his work ethic, about all the work. One that he cigarette. Uh, Marvel Red after. Uh, Finishes every single novel. I love that. Yeah. Um, cool. Uh, who's next? Your final comedian of the night. Put your hands together for Sarah Weinshank. What's up? This week's been interesting. I was upset. I made scrambled eggs. Uh, I forgot the milk in my scrambled eggs, which that really sucks because they were already fucking scrambled. You can't add milk once they're scrambled. So I tweeted about it, and someone suggested that I use powdered milk. I'm unclear about how the two correlate, but I do know one thing. If you're fucking mixing your milk like concrete, then that's a problem. That's a major problem. I feel like powdered milk is something that they served in Oliver Twist's orphanage. <laughs> don't understand. Uh, dairy products should not be powdered. It's fucked up. I googled powdered milk. I came across a blog called Hillbilly Housewife. Uh, this fine woman suggests always having at least two cans of powdered milk on hand. <laughs> Fuck yeah, I like where you're going. The powdered milk thing sounds like a Sarah Weinstein joke if I've ever heard one yeah. before, but I don't understand why you started with the whole the scrambled egg story that's only specific to you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know. But like about it. powdered milk, it's definitely, there's definitely something there. I, I like the concrete thing. I think there's definitely something in like, you could be going through an airport and somebody being like, is this cocaine or something and yeah. it's like no man it's milk like how yeah. impossible that would be to possibly believe yeah i don't know why i was gonna say like um it, it, one of my favorite my favorite comic of the night uh and i'll say it did not based on the scrambled egg chunk well that was uh, a weird moment yeah yeah but i'm just saying <laughs> I, I know what it is right? i know what it is it's the thing the the greeting What's that? She's probably the only person all night who went straight into having something right to talk into about. Shit and the confidence level, like, uh, I mean, just to go right into it and to, you know, just, again, you sincerely being you, I, I, I don't know, I, of all the people we saw, like, I could see this really working out. I think gals in love! <laughs> <laughs> I smell it! Oh, do you, uh, no? 
Yeah, she's fine. Yeah. Well, I know her. No, she's very yeah. she does a, right. She's another one that does a new minute every week. Yeah, she's great. hilarious. Yeah. You know, the, both of you guys are fat ass. You know? Did this powdered milk thing, did it actually happen, or did you just see it at a grocery I get the feeling no, no, from knowing, no. from watching it, she's she's someone who takes little things and like talks about it, like corn holders and powdered milk. and like. I get the feeling that you do all your writing, like walking down a grocery store aisle or like stuff no. like that. You just see powdered milk. Somebody tweeted to me and said to put powdered milk in my eggs that I already made. That's what I meant to say. That's disgusting. Yeah. And I, also, I would immediately block that person on Twitter. Oh, you mean like after you cooked them? Right. And that's uh, why I started with that and I didn't really express that correctly. Uh, you just you know go I mean? straight into powdered milk. Yeah. I've seen you come up here and just say the words and everybody laughs because you obviously have an issue with it. You know what I mean? Uh, Powdered milk. It didn't make any sense to me because I scramble eggs all the time with no powdered milk. Really? Or with no milk, milk at all. No milk. Yeah, yeah I didn't yeah. get that either. Yeah, a lot, I think a lot of people do, right? Thanks, guys. Yeah. I just put it in the microwave for like 30 seconds. I was like, seconds. yeah, me too. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's one of those things where people think that it's, you know, like some people do it, so they think that everybody does it. You only put it in there to make it fluffy. Yeah, I don't ever. Fuck yeah. Some, somebody makes uh, the lovely ladies breakfast in bed. Yo, baby, I need you. Yo, baby, I need you some fluffy eggs. <laughs> Sarah, you were great. Thank you so much. Yeah. Sarah Wachacek is on the board. Sarah Wachacek, Sarah Wachacek, and Sarah Wachacek. They are the ladies of Tony. Thank you to both of them. Josh Martin is at Josh Martin. Tom. Hi, Josh. Hi, Josh. We crushed it tonight. Jerron Horton is at Jerron Horton. Jerron, anything coming up you want to promote? Uh, comedy news next week. Fuck yeah, this will be out in two weeks, so nobody's going to be there. Jerron uh, <laughs> Horton, thank you so much. Another great time. Joe Rogan and Al Magical. What's up, guys? Thank you so much for coming on. Anything coming up? Anything you want to promote or anything people should watch or look out for? You guys are pretty sick. Joe Rogan experience. Yeah. The best. Uh, and then go check out, if you haven't, Kill Tony listeners, uh, the Kill Tony crew was on the Joe Rogan experience. Yeah. So go check out that episode. Uh, guys, thank you so much. Two of my favorites. Thanks for coming up. Oh. show ever. So why not fly out where you are and come do that show. Thank you so much for the live audience. Good night, everybody.
Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.